That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant Voodoo track tires, TurboForce deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it. On this episode of DC On Screen, coronavirus production shutdowns, how a Snyder Cut release may affect post-theatrical Justice League releases, our Dream Plastic Man project, and Marvel vs. DC, Road to the Amalgam Universe. All that and more of your questions answered are coming up. Uh, <laughs> we can at least resist an uncontrolled outbreak, but sadly, we must surrender to this uncontrolled ad break. <laughs> <laughs> Just call us the Quarantine Titans. <laughs> Wash your hands! Wash Practice your hands. social distancing. Don't, just, just don't do any of the things. Don't do any of the things people are still doing. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 587. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my trusty co-host, Jason Goss. <laughs> you say trusty. <laughs> well, you weren't for the last couple weeks. <laughs> This is the podcast where we discuss the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on the projects upcoming in the past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we really don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. Beware of spoilers. Welcome to the show. So, we're... The world is going crazy. It's getting weird out there. Uh, everybody's starting to lock down. Uh, myself included, which is if this uh, if this episode seems like we're moving on instead of screwing around like we might often do, that that's because that's what's happening. I've got um, the whole family's at home, and uh, they're just in the back, like uh, champing at the bit. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think the chains are going to hold that long, so we should probably keep going. Yeah, and luckily we don't have a ton of news. We do have a lot of, uh, well, a fair amount of customer. Customer? What the hell? Listener? <laughs> listener feedback. You can't get host right. You can't get <laughs> listener right. I know it. What are you even What's doing? wrong with me? I, it's, it's my subconscious telling me it's time to move on from this podcast, Dave. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I love it. I love Ooh. it too much. Did yes. you already have this in your notes? I just saw... Sorry, I just picked up my phone for a second. There was a notification that Regal's closing their doors for until further notice. No, I didn't have that uh, in my notes. Wow, yeah. that's... Well, I mean, we're going to talk about something like that. Uh, I, I mean, I'm... <sighs> you know, I'm glad TV's in, its, in, in prime time right now. Because, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, apparently the movies aren't going to be doing much for us as far as uh, what we can talk about. Well, we know... That the Flash is is going on a hiatus for a couple weeks. Mm, They're going to shut down production. See, I, I wondered about that. They should be toward the tail end of their like principal photography, but normally they're not really shut down till like end of March, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's just starting to warm up. It's something the actors have bitched about several times. <laughs> it's like just the moment it starts getting palatable. Mm-hmm. Like here, <laughs> head back to where you came from. Yeah, we're going to try to uh, get this underway. Now, we've been running a Joker giveaway. I've put it off for a couple of weeks, but guess what? We actually have a winner here. Uh, We did our random number generator, and uh, out of 18 possible candidates, Matthew Salvatore, you have won the Joker code. Congratulations, sir. Uh, Thank you to DCU FanFam for the code. Makes perfect sense uh, to me, though, honestly. He's he's a very active member of the people who listen to us, and I appreciate it. It's like the fates have smiled upon him. Mm Mm-hmm. So, (laughs) 
dude. Here, Matthew, let us, let us know. a thing to keep you occupied for a couple but, hours in the coming weirdness. I don't know when Matthew Salvatore sleeps. I, You know, I know what you're talking about. Because it, it doesn't like, matter what time I post a thing, I post anything on, on DC on screen. He's like the first to like it and retweet it. Yeah, I've 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 seen him. Um, you know, I it, I've never tried to like FBI style stalk his schedule, but I, I've often been confused by like why? Because you and I have different schedules for the most part, so I I, mm-hmm. I often will look at our history and just be like, why did how? Yeah, what how? He he has us both covered. Yeah, that was <laughs> like that was that was supposed to happen in the wee hours when no one was. Okay. And he makes pretty great little, uh, you know, uh, stop motion Lego movies, too. I don't know. He does. I don't know when he has the time for this, but. I don't either. Thank you. Because it looks super time consuming, but. Uh, it does. Clearly a passion project. He, he does a good job with it. Yeah, I spent about six hours working on a on a stop motion one time with a, uh, with a um, Marvel Legends Luke Cage. Like, not like one of the current ones, like one of the, like, old, school. the old school. Yeah, yeah, like where he looks like he's from the 70s and. Like, this was like the first like eight release. articulation points. Yeah, like back when who was it? Toy Biz or whoever had Marvel Legends, Hasbro or whatever it was. I think it's Hasbro now. Anyway, um, yeah, I didn't get very far. Mm. I worked for about six hours on it. Went. Mm, I have you know like three seconds of really bad looking footage. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm done. <laughs> We're done here. I did that when I was a kid with one of the cameras that was uh, the like hold over your shoulder type home video cameras. Oh God, yeah. Um, and what I realized was uh, when I was rifling through the case, just looking at uh, what m- my grandparents had it. And it was like this magical piece of technology at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so long ago. And uh, I was rifling through the case and I, I saw this like button with a cord on it and, and kind of started looking around and realized the cord plugged in somewhere. I was, huh, what does that do? And then uh, sure enough, it started and stopped things. Mm. So... I was able to start and stop. And what I was doing was like, I, I set up, I set up a, a shot and then I would just move. I think it was like a toy soldier or something. It was something real stupid. I was just playing around with the technology, but I would like move it just a fraction and start and stop mm-hmm. just a fraction, start, stop fraction, start, stop. I made a few seconds worth of that over a couple hours and was pretty pleased with what I'd done in general and called it a day. <laughs> yeah. Never revisited the art form again. No, I hear you. It's, it's a, it's a tough one. All right, so uh, over to Patreon. I, I'm going to post something from last week's. We've got a few things from last week's show, and I think I just keep not doing stuff. and putting mm-hmm. on, I'm, I need to put stuff on Patreon. Hopefully, during the quarantine, we'll be figuring that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there might be time. One dollar a month gets you uh, every episode ad-free. I think that's worth it enough. Uh, Five dollars gets you all the rest of the stuff. So uh, Patreon.com slash DC on screen. I know I'm a piece of crap. I'm sorry. All right, Birds of Prey has been out for 38 days. That's five weeks, if you're counting there. Uh, domestically, it has brought in $84 million. Worldwide, that brings it to $199 million. So, almost $200. Hmm. <sighs> it's lower than even I was expecting. But and here's the... <laughs> yeah, plenty for what it cost. You know, Universal, you sent me this. A number of other people sent me this. Um, yeah, I've already seen it. <laughs> Universal is is going to put out all of their theatrical releases onto the internet for for uh, so you can rent them essentially since all the theaters are closing down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kathy Yan, <laughs> Kathy Yan was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't mind if uh, it wouldn't bother me if Birds of Prey was released." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I bet I bet you don't." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe more people will, you know, freaking shell out the money for it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those ma- those numbers match everything I'm seeing. I hadn't looked it up in weeks. I'm sorry. I haven't had time. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I mean, had a guy at work asked me like, "Is Birds of Prey?" Worldwide Office is like, still yeah. two and a half times the production budget. They made their money. Like you're gonna get yeah. another showing of something. Yeah. It's not the end of that franchise yet. It's not. And I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I was listening to Fans Without Borders, and I finally got, I've, I've been catching up on them, and I got to their their Birds of Prey review, and um, Brent had a pretty interesting thought on it, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much that, like, <laughs> yes, they were R-rated, but not for good reasons. Like, they didn't, they didn't really do R-rated. They, like, had a couple of F-bombs. <laughs> but it wasn't violent enough to be an R-rated movie. <laughs> like it was violent, but it didn't feel violent enough for an R-rated movie. It you was know? it was violent in the way that I would describe it as almost cartoonish. Mm-hmm. And if a person rating the movie instead described it as grotesque, yeah. Um, and by the way, it is that subjective. There's literally a board of people who, uh, if I recall, are not publicly yeah. known. Who make that decision, and you know, there will be done. That's yeah. just, it's that simple. So if it got that for any reason, um, hey, guess what? That's its rating. Yeah, I think it would have done better PG thirteen for sure. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know how much, but but more, more. I don't care if yeah. it's a dollar more. The fact is, it would have done more. Yeah, I feel like I feel I don't like know how it could be a dollar as... more because the average ticket price is fifteen dollars. So I'll just say I don't care if it's fifteen dollars more. I I feel a little bit like. And I don't know, I don't know yeah, this is true, but I feel a little bit like because Margot Robbie and Kathy Yan were talking about how, how so much before it was ever rated, how it's going to be like hard R. I feel like they accidentally made a PG-13 movie and then asked them, could you guys please just make it R? And the MPA was like, sold. <laughs> Our favorite thing is to shit on things and crush them before they're ever out. It's Absolutely. Possible. R. It's possible. <laughs> I don't think that's what really happened. I, I mean, think they are, genuinely you know, having watched it the way I would have sold it is this has some really intense moments, but it's nothing a teenager doesn't uh, play in video games regularly over and over again. I mean, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can buy copies of uh, Grand Theft Auto that have way worse content than this at 12. Mm-hmm. It's not even PG 13. I can just go buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, again, I, 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 the people who do know it, I keep hearing people, people keep coming to me and saying like, Hey, is Birds of Prey any good? I'm like, yes, it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's genuinely so good. Uh, these people aren't even like the people looking at Rotten Tomatoes. They're just like, Hey, no one's talking about this. What, what's the deal with this? And that's only after they know that I do a podcast. Yeah. So anyway, all right, I guess, uh, we're going to move over to Black Adam and, it- uh, you know, it's just, dude, it, there's not a lot. It's just The Rock is putting out another picture of him, like, beefing up. And he says, same game, different levels, same hell, different devils. Training for Black Adam, where the devils may change, but hell still say, stays the same. Uh, shooting begins this summer. That part. That's the part of the news. That's the news part. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I did like the little poem. Yeah. Good, good job, Dwayne. Yeah. Good on you for or, actually taking some time guy, on that. Whoever. Tweet or Instagram post or whatever it was. <laughs> No, I do appreciate it. I'm not, yeah, not being facetious. Yeah. I, I do appreciate it. All right. And uh, Jesse Eisenberg says he wants to play Luther again. He says, uh, 
I would very much like to because it's such a cool character. Playing a villain in a superhero movie is the fun part. The good guys are fine, but the villains are the fun part because they get to be a little bit more flamboyant. Of course, the hero gets to, you know, survive, but the villain has all the funny lines. I don't know about the first part, but the second part is something that I would definitely be involved in. Sure. He's not wrong. That's a pretty good take, actually. He's not. But, I think if you, you know, gave me the choice, I probably would do that, too. But what's funny is like the people who had a problem with his Luthor... I feel like all of their problems are wrapped up in that one quote <laughs> where he's like, they get to be more flamboyant and have funny lines. That is exactly what everyone who didn't like your Lex Luthor didn't like about Lex Luthor. In that yeah. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I don't, for, yeah, I'll, I'll cop that. That's, that's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, prophecy in a way for what is worth. I didn't think his, his Luthor was that funny so much as he was just seriously damaged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't it wasn't quite Hackman or something where, he, you know, he's throwing out punch I, lines I, and shit. I didn't, I didn't watch this thing thinking, well, if that guy just put a tight five together, I think he's got a career. <laughs> like, that was not even in the cards. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, a bit flamboyant. You're shoving a Jolly Rancher right. in somebody's mouth. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's a little weird. But that's also, I, I agree, from an actor's standpoint, that is kind of the fun part. Mm-hmm. You, like, you want to get given the weird stuff. A lot of actors do. Uh, it's just, it's just more fun. I mean, it's, it's the, I think it's the adult equivalent of when you played make-believe and you were king for a little while. And like, uh-huh. it, it's just that stupid and fun on just right. a base level. Something, <laughs> you know, shit. It's, we've all done it. Most of us mm-hmm. have done it. So, uh. Michael Kennedy over on our Facebook group says, here's my question. If the Snyder cut was made proper and if it got a good response from us, the fans, would we WB continue building from that cut? The only thing from this world after that cut so far is Aquaman, Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman 2 movies that wouldn't seem to be affected by the Snyder cut. Aquaman is self-contained, uh, Birds of Prey, I guess he hasn't seen. And Wonder Woman 2 seems set in the past thoughts. Um, well, Jason Momoa and, and James Wan said Aquaman was uh, in the Snyder Cut universe. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And Birds, Birds of Prey of seems Prey, to be not affected. It, Birds of Prey is a borderline case. It could it be an unreliable narrator and it could be directly in the same universe. Yeah, it, it, but it, it and it's a little bit of both, but it's not, or it is both, but it's, it's also It's a Schrodinger's film, man. I mean, there's no... <laughs> Birds of Prey is totally set in, you know... What we can assume is the present. Wonder Woman 1984 is set in the past. Yeah, um, you have that going at least. That yeah. that could go different. But uh, I think creatively, I love the idea. And, and it's one of the reasons that I love the uh, DC Black Label stuff right now. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, their Black Label content, uh, some of it's... I mean, some of it I've literally gotten the first issue and said, no, I'm good. Some of it's kind of... It was enough to keep me interested, but not not amazing. Some of it has been stellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, just having the black label, having the ability to do that has been, I think, uh, uh, something that I'd like to keep around. Something that I hope it survives the didio. Sorry. D's in his name. Didio. I forgot how many I put in the first one. Something that I hope survives Dan's, because I'm going to say that instead now. Exit is the black label and the ability to do basically an else world without having to declare it as such. Mm-hmm. Something that's tangentially related in some cases. But right. creatively, it'd be fantastic. Contractually, practically, freaking maybe doable, but oh, fuck, that'd be rough. Um, Yeah. I I think 
The thing is, I like you think... have these, you have these characters, you have these actors tied on for a certain amount of films. I mean, it, it's it's hard. It's hard. Disney's mm-hmm. had trouble with it. Let's put it that way. I'll I'll, t- I'll say this, and you can say some of this might be a, pro- a pipe dream on my part. I believe we will get the Snyder Cut. I really do. At some um, point, I think we will too. I just don't think it's nearly as soon as most people are hoping. I I might be on board with that opinion. Um, I think. I think we will get a we'll bleh, we will get a stutter cut of of uh, of Justice League, and insanely enough, I think both versions are going to wind up being canon for a number of reasons. One, I think it's going to overall in the at the end of the day, they'll both be valid, and they both won't affect what we've seen so far that's come out of the DCEU. I think that's part of what's smart about what they're doing now as in as far as say you know making these movies that supposedly aren't really connected but if you think they're not building up to something like in game you're stupid i think because they are totally going to do that like there's no way that they're not throwing that they're throwing Ezra Miller into Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW and having a plan and not planning something yeah I, I agree. I think there's something in the works. I think Hamada has been smart enough to make sure that... Because I, I really... A lot of the stuff I'm seeing out of his uh, tenure, I, I've liked so far. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... It, it would be difficult in two ways. One, like you said, the outreach to CW, which was an outreach on their part. They, Absolutely. CW got the phone call, didn't didn't make it. Um, <laughs> the fact that there's this many pieces on the board that are already still making money. I mean, yeah, Birds of Prey made... I think far less than it should have by any stretch. It was a good movie. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's low. And as effectively at the end of its theatrical run as of today. Um, yeah. Those are the numbers. <laughs> as is everything. Yeah. Um, it, so it, there's a lot on the table and knowing the money that in game made and that all of the crossovers before that led to in game made it, it's, it's hard to buy the idea that they're not going to try something. Now, what yeah. they have planned, I don't know. But the idea that they're just, the idea that they just, it's off the table and it's never going to happen is, that to me is the real pipe dream. That, yeah, I, I don't know who would dream that. That's a nightmare. But the, uh, <laughs> it's something. Yeah. I want to walk back something. Too much money on the table. Maybe if you don't think that you're not, maybe you're not stupid. You're not stupid. I'm sure somebody is. But <laughs> I mean, just it's probably coincidentally silly. some stupid in there. Yeah. Being silly because there's no way. Like, Endgame made too much money. Like, we want the... Like, fans want... So many fans want a connected universe in more ways than just, hey, we mentioned Captain Boomerang. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it, the it's The general it's audience wants that. It's out there. And, uh, yeah, the fact that it's... The fact that it's out there is just too much money for them to leave on the table. But with something like Crisis on Infinite Earths for setting a precedent, you know, even where if they did it down the line somewhere, Ezra Miller could be like, oh, shit, I've seen something like this before. Or I've been, you know, that that may have been what happened here or, you know, just whatever. Like you could really set up something. You could set it up in so many different ways. You could have Pattinson replace Batfleck. You could have Batfleck come back and, you know, Ben Affleck has joked about being like, you know, Bruce Wayne on a walker and doing Dark Knight Returns or or Batman Beyond, you know, some version of an old, old Batman. Yeah. All of it is possible. Uh, yeah. You can literally I mean, have another crisis on Infinite Earths and just do the story a little bit different and it's, mm-hmm. it, it, it'll be fine. So I, I, there's no telling what they're going to do down the line. And my guess is um, if they do Snyder cut 
and it works well, they might actually have a Snyder come in and do a version of his five film arc, finishing it up. They might, if it does really well. I don't think it'll be in theaters, but it'll be, you know, HBO Max, Warner Max. I, yeah, HBO Max to me is still the, the most feasible platform mm-hmm. for it. And I, I mean, it still has to do with contracts. It still has to do with how many uh, appearances people agreed to. Because they plan their lives around this shit. They, they, they don't, right. Nobody likes to sit in limbo waiting for the next movie. Especially somebody that's... And all of these people are, are not... They're turning down stuff to do other things. Like, But here's what's funny. If they're doing that... Money on the table they, for them, too. This is the smart way for Warner Brothers to have their cake and eat it, too. Mm-hmm. Because this way, they could bring back Henry Cavill and not upset the fans, but pay him way less money because it's only streaming. Yeah. And... You know, maybe he's yeah. up to it. He's doing The Witcher for Netflix anyway. Like, maybe he's open to the idea of, no, we're going to yeah. go creative over money. Let's do this. Let's do art for yeah. art's sake and make sure everybody gets paid scale and at least. And just yeah. fucking make and a thing because we want to make it. Cavill loves Superman, dude. Like, really I think does. he's proven that time and again. I think he would. Um, and I think he would. He might for Zach, you know. I, I Who knows? We don't know. I, I think. Just waiting to see. There, are, I think there are a lot of favors that would be done for Zach and his vision, if if there was an outlet and it, and it was the right time and place, I, mm-hmm. I do think a lot of these people would come back for him. Honestly, yeah. I mean the money think, has to be think, right yeah. and all that. Everything's got to line up, but like it's not going to be a charity job. It just because again, money on the table. We're we're not talking about unnamed people. All of these people have mm-hmm. jobs they're turning down to do other things. Right. Um, they have agents that are and managers who are there helping them guide their way through that labyrinth and and picking the best thing of the many possible options they have. Like these aren't unknowns. These aren't starving actors, man. They they're it has to be right. The biggest All concern the things I would have, have to be at this place. point. The biggest concern I would have at this point is Ben Affleck. Uh he has come out and said he thinks he's repeatedly now said that he thinks Snyder's version should be out there. So I mean if we're talking about finishing up the arc, dude, you can get you could get Citrone to play Batman and the action stuff and just have, you know, Ben being him out you know <laughs> Oh, you can minimize what he has to do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you could make yeah. it something he might be able to accomplish. And there, there is a point um, in, in a, you know, Ben's in recovery right now. Absolutely. And I don't want him to risk that. I really don't. Yeah, uh, no. But there is a point where you can, in recovery even, there's a point where you can start to differentiate what what was bad for you then and what is bad for you going forward. And if you're in a, in the right place, some of the stuff that you can differentiate was bad for you at the time. To some extent, you can still revisit. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing a lot of stuff that's uh, stuff I've been told is in the program, but still, um, right. there it's not it's not a death sentence. Like even the fact that the Justice League production is something that genuinely contributed to his. I, I'm going to go with stress level, I guess, or uh, yeah, need to escape or whatever it was that drove him. Um, yeah, like it, it's still not a death sentence for him in that role, in that capacity. Unless it is. And in that case, yeah, dude, go be healthy, dude. Fuck yeah. all of it. I mean, Fuck all hey, the rest what? of it. If this is, if you need to make more Zack Snyder Justice League movies as a way of making amends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, please. Thank you, sir. Uh, if you if you don't, I understand. We miss you, buddy. That's yeah. all I got to say. All right, uh, Jay Scotty St. Clair says, uh, can we talk Plastic Man? What do you think the likelihood is we'll ever see a live-action version of the character? Who would you cast? Which creatives could handle the character? Uh, the likelihood is 100%. It will happen one day. 
it's how hard is it to do? Very difficult. I mean, it, you have to have the right CGI team on it. Yeah, it will. Yes, yeah. But uh, as for who I would cast right now, uh, my personal pick for Plastic Man has been Schwartz. Who's that? Um, he was. Uh, well, you never did you watch Parks and Rec? No, but I'm aware of it. And he was in regards. Parks and Rec. Um, I don't know him from much other. He has like a improv. He's like an. He's part of an improv duo. He was just. That's on, a good uh, sign. Yeah, he was just in. Um, or he was just on an episode of uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with his uh, his improv partner. Oh, anyway, I did great. enjoy that episode. So yeah, uh, and he, and somebody with a background in improv, I think, would be perfect. And I wouldn't have thought of him except that he actively campaigned for the role at some point and said he wanted to play Plastic Man. So and I was like, holy <laughs> shit, yeah. I genuinely um, don't know who I'd think of because let's let's face it, you want a Jim Carrey type for that role, right? I mean, that's that's uh, the 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 think alike they call it or whatever. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't I don't know exactly. And my gut says he needs to be kind of lanky, but yeah, Plastic Man could be played you by somebody what? who's physically not very lanky at all, just has a good mouth on him. Jim Carrey would still be great. Like, it would still he, be great to me. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing says that he couldn't. You know, play an older Plastic Man who then becomes. You know, who looks younger because he's Plastic Man. Yeah, of course. And there's um. You know, he's still got it in him. He still likes doing the over-the-top roles. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't get out for Sonic. I, I just, I, I actually wanted to. I, I, because I was very curious, but I just didn't have time. Um, because we were at the house, we were fighting henfoot mouth disease before we were fucking worried about anything else that was going on. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we've been worried about compromised immune systems for at this point two months straight and some change. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten to go out and do that, um, but I would have. I really would have. I it, it, if for no other reason, just to see his performance because I thought, man, he's perfect. And he yeah. and in the trailers, it looked like he was doing his thing. You know, like he's got many things. He's a very talented actor. But one of the things that he does better than anybody else is that that over the top thing. And I genuinely don't know who I'd pick to do it other than him. Yeah, uh, like I'm having I, trouble getting out of the box on that mentally. <laughs> I just had, I mean, I have an awful idea Shoot. and I know that it's an awful idea. Uh-huh. Um, you do Jim Carrey with Jeff Daniels as Woozy Winks. <laughs> right, it's written, yeah. <laughs> written and directed by the Farrelly brothers. Uh, it, it would have to be. <laughs> it would have to be. There would be no, you cannot combine those two. It's like an unholy incantation at that point. If you don't <laughs> let those, those two back in with the others. Um, I mean, or you can do, um, that might be fun. You do, uh, Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick directed by Ben Stiller. Uh, yes. <laughs> do the cable guy again. Yeah. Plastic man. <laughs> Borderline creepy. Fun stuff. Or we could even pop it over to, uh, Matthew Broderick as plastic man star uh, with Woozy Winks, uh, uh, played by Nathan Lane in a Mel Brooks production. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, actually, all right. So, given the moments I had to think here, uh, I've got two suggestions. One, and I don't want to use him because I'd rather use him somewhere else, would be maybe Vince Vaughn. He, he does have a mouth on him. I think he could do it, and I know he can do the accent. Uh huh. Second would be Andrew Garfield. Mm. That might be where I really put it. Let Andrew Garfield take a swing at this thing. Maybe. He looks right. He's got a mouth on him. And I know he can do an American accent. Yeah, he can. And a damn good one. And, you know, uh, uh, frankly, uh, 
Plastic Man has to have like a New England accent of some kind. I don't care where you place him exactly. New Jersey, Boston, whatever. Uh, fucking the Bronx, wherever. But he's got to have that attenuation to his consonants. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it should have like, and I'm still going to go back to the Jim Carrey thoughts. I think it should have the heart of Liar Liar. You know, we're like, we know that Plastic Man has a kid. We know that he's sort of a shitty dad. Yeah. That needs to be like, the 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 cornerstone the of the film yeah that needs the to be the storyline like, that ties everything together that yeah that yeah. needs to be the arc that needs to be the uh the bit of heart to throw yeah. in there he needs to, it basically if if he wasn't already ant man i would say paul rudd he wouldn't be bad he wouldn't be a bad choice no. at all no of course that is exactly like ant man plastic man would be compared ad oh. nauseum speaking to, of to and that is exactly the plot <laughs> i love that like he's a criminal with a kid who's trying to become a better dad it becomes a superhero. Okay, I'm going to throw somebody else out. And this is... Paul Rudd reminded me of him. Matthew Perry. Let me think. I'm trying to remember who Matthew Perry is. Chandler! Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah, no, I don't see it. No, he's too no, old. He's, yeah, he's too old, but the, we just said old doesn't matter. No, well, yeah, but... I don't know that I see it at all, even with... Mm, I don't know. He's He he can do the, the, two, uh, the two quick talky thing, for sure. Yeah. Now he he'd be could, master of quips. You know what? He, I think he would be perfect for the next question, though. Uh huh. What you got? Uh, Jay Scotty St. Clair says, forgetting about Lego Batman for a moment, a film I do enjoy. Which DC characters and or teams do you think are most suited appropriate for suited slash appropriate for theatrically theatrically released animated features? Not unlike Sony's Into the Spider Verse, <clears throat> Plastic Man, starring Matthew Perry. <laughs> I mean, I'm on board. <laughs> Another thing I could I could be really down for is Jake Johnson. I know he played Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but I like that guy. But he was good. Um, also, uh, you know, Jim Carrey, Ben Schwartz. Uh, yeah, I, I think Plastic Man would be a lot of fun for for the uh, for animated. Oh, there's actually a guy. Um, oh no, he's already in the universe. It's uh, it's one of the Batsons. I think it's Freddy in his like uh, super form. Mm-hmm. I think it's him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where I saw him. I, I'm trying to decide if I saw him in there or as uh, the like Uber dude or whatever he's called from the Tick. Uh, uh-huh. Maybe the same guy, but um, that guy. I've seen his timing in a few movies, and uh, he he can do it. He had, he actually at some point I saw him and thought, oh oh, he's dark haired Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, let's face it, that's another part of this equation that we haven't mentioned. But if you're going to do a plastic man, you need to have a little bit of Ryan Reynolds in him. That's that's might be fair. Ooh, speaking of the, the the person I've always thought was, well, to be fair, I thought Ryan Reynolds was light haired Jason Lee. So Jason Lee for plastic man. <laughs> Jason Lee for plastic man is not bad. <laughs> I can get behind that. Oh, oh, and just because it'll be fun when he goes into bud form, which I assume is going to be a part of the thing because Plastic Man in bed form is a big deal right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs to be just like voiced and played by Ethan Supley. Okay. Randy from My Name is Earl. Yeah. Willem from Mallrats. Yes. That when guy do too. I get to see the sailboat? When? Yes, God. exactly. <laughs> a guy who is, is actually really good at his job. Uh, yeah, he's real buff now. Have you seen him? He goes between. He got really skinny after My Name Is Earl. Like when he when he mm-hmm. showed up in uh, a like a sidebar kind of continuation on Raising Hope, he was he was actually really thin. Like I was I was really happy for him. 
And then he got way bigger to play Chance. Uh, not Chance. Chance was uh, Hugh Laurie in, in the show Chance. But uh, he was a, I think the I think he was the major side character in that show, from what I gathered walking through in the living room when my wife was watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked fine. I just, it's, it's on the to-do list somewhere, but never had time. Um, but he, he definitely got bigger again. And then, uh, yeah, no, being told that he's buff now, good for him. Yeah, he's like swollen stuff. Like he's, yeah, he looks like sweet. he's, you know, he could... He looks like freaking Rhino from uh, from from Batman the animated series, you know. Like, ah, sweet. He's just like real, you know, muscular. It's weird. Good. It's weird. You gotta wonder if like that version of him or the the just the big guy version of him from American History X would be more powerful in that role. Hmm. Hard to say. It is. I think they both would have sufficed. Yeah. Um. As for more animated, um, I, dude, I would love to see pretty much anything set to animation like i i really do i love that kind of style i love i mean i mean i I mean 2d animation 3d and whatever i like cartoons yeah whatever and the (laughs) you can get creative in ways there that you can't with the big screen it's too hard to coordinate Mm -hmm. like there's an animated Uh, all-star superman sitting there just on the shelf ready to go you you can just go watch that right now yeah you can and i Um, advise you do i think a really fun one would be firestorm hmm I have always, and I know a lot of people haven't thought about this, and I think I, 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 I want to say I, I want to say I was talking to Brent from fans, but I, I might be wrong. But I've personally always considered uh, Firestorm to be DC's Spider-Man, and they've never really utilized him as such, and he's never really taken off in that in that way. But like Ronnie Raymond is Peter Parker for the most part. Like in the old, you look at the like the old uh, Spider-Man comics. He's always got like Uncle Ben's floating head above him, telling him with great power yeah, comes yeah. great responsibility. The the like Ronnie the voice Raymond of literally responsibility. Yeah, Ronnie Raymond literally has a floating head above him, always going like Ronnie, what are you doing? That's not scientifically plausible. Yeah, <laughs> like he's literally got Professor Stein <laughs> like hell hacking him all day. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> real potential over there for that. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see that explored. The thing about Firestorm is he's he's a freaking reality bender in some regards. Like that's really suited to animation. Transmogrification. Yeah. I think it's what they call it. And the only difference yeah. between him and a reality bender is that in theory, trans transmogrification, if I'm saying that correctly, and I'm, you know, I'm happy to be corrected if I'm not, but um, he, he can take the matter that's there, change it on an elemental level and change it into a different thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas the reality benders can just be like, Nope, there's a duck here now. Yeah, which you know, I didn't. I didn't subtract any matter from the situation. I just added a duck to it. Deal right. with it, bitch. <laughs> the duck had to come from somewhere. <laughs> didn't have to come from anywhere. I fucking made it happen. Deal oh. with it, universe. <laughs> I'd like. To, I don't know why, but I'd like to know what Grant Morrison thinks about what was just said on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have it categorically correct, though. If I was doing like a. If I was trying to make a, a taxonomy of of the things, I think that's the I think that's the difference. Yeah. Is uh, what's that? What's that kid? Uh, what's uh, phew, uh, the Fantastic Four kid's name? I'm I'm blanking. Uh, Franklin Richards. Yes, that super powerful son of a bitch. They don't talk about very much because he's too powerful. Sue is not a bitch. <laughs> Fair point. Um, yeah, like there, there's a reason you don't bring those guys up too much because they just like fuck the all the the gauntlet and everything i was like just snap their fingers it's over mm-hmm. period you're done <laughs> yeah 
Oh, Galactus? Hey, guess what? Um, uh, you're a feather. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could do a Flash family. Like, if you really wanted to get, like, into the Spider-Verse, you could do Flash family. You could just have, like, the Flash teaming up with all these different versions of the Flash. And you could have, like, Barry and Kid Flash meeting Wally from the future and being like, oh, shit. You mm, know? And, like, yeah. there being, like, a whole thing is like, dude, I can't tell you what happens to you. You know? I can't tell yeah. you, Barry. Dude, that would be so good. You could have, like, Max Mercury. You could have friggin' Jay Garrick. Everybody. You could have Bart. Yeah. Yeah, I'd enjoy that. Yes. Yes. I would enjoy that. All right. Uh, Scott of Squadcast asks us, uh, will you record a radio drama edition of Deceased? Oh, fuck. That'd be fun. I'll do voices if you want to write it and produce it. (laughs) We don't have to write it. It's been written. Yeah, but you know you have to adapt it. Yeah, adapted. Uh, you, you 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 make an adapted screenplay, or I, I should say, audio uh, transcript. Uh, you provide the foley. I'll do a few voices. <laughs> so basically, me do all of the work, and you do two hours of of uh, mic work, and and we call it okay. I I know what I'm down for. <laughs> I know what I have at my disposal. I know what I'm good for. Before you ever say yes and 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 promise me to a thing that I never wanted. <laughs> yeah, I've done it before. Um, How about this? If you write it, I'll edit it. <laughs> I'll and not not the audio, but if you write the the script, and I'll I'll look at it and go like, yeah, that's that's bad. You need to change that. How about this? I'll that's make the notes. funny part. You're not even agreeing to edit the audio. That would take. No time you'd have to listen to it in one x or something close to it you're just agreeing to something you could speed read <laughs> that's right <laughs> this is not a fair deal but it's not i don't want to do I it will, though i will tell you straight out <laughs> yes scott i will look into it because that sounds hilarious the, the look the, here's the thing if you can get me excited about it you know i'll do way more work on it no i will legit work i, I will i will literally work on that 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 could be fun i will tell you this though I already have an idea in the last few seconds we've been talking about this. I already have an idea, and it will not be what you expect. That's interesting. We shall well, see. Well, maybe we'll get back to you. All right, we're going to uh, jump to a commercial break. A commercial that we have no control over, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking about TV and more questions from our beloved listeners. So, uh, stay tuned. We are back. We're talking TV and uh, right out of the gate, dude, man, they put out a, a couple of teasers for star girl. They have a new extended trailer for star girl. We've seen every member of the justice society. They look badass. They look just like you want the justice society to look. We've some, seen some of the villains, including sports master. He looks great. Um, there's that, that great shot where you see like her, like, actually utilizing the staff and in the background you see like wreckage and now you can see that this like stripe is laying on top of the of the wreckage we see the stripe robot um or the mech suit whatever it looks great it all looks great i'm excited it looks a little more kidsy than than a lot of people are wanting but uh i'm i feel silly but i'm really excited for it i'm really excited for it to come out in may i like your excitement (laughs) i have not had time to watch it I'm just gonna have to roll with you on this one. I'm um, I'm sorry, and I I feel I'll, bad because I should I like have sent the teasers, it to you. So yeah, no, I wouldn't have had a time if you had sent it to me. I'm sorry. I just I, there's just oh, it's, fun. it's been a very very stressed schedule the last couple months. I hear you. 
Uh, Superman Lois reportedly going straight to series production after the coronavirus uh, delay. Like, so apparently a number of productions, according to Deadline, are going to be doing this. Like, uh, Call Me Cat and The Big Sky and Lois and, or Superman and Lois, and um, they were going to just film a pilot episode, and then you know they take they generally do a pilot and then they take a break and they assess it before they actually go into series production. Nah, man. They're going straight into series production. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. This might not turn out well. Hopefully it will. Usually, I think, when you look at the pilot of a show and you go like, eh, that doesn't quite seem like the series. It's a little weird. And then you see the series, you're like, oh, they took what worked and they, and they you know, eschewed what didn't. And yeah. that works. Finding the footing is acceptable <clears throat> in the landscape of television. First season. So, uh, yeah, we might have a little more... Uh, we might expect a little more time for them to find their footing before we go, this is shit, and toss it. Yeah. Even though we won't, we'll continue to watch it and, you know, <laughs> hope for and better. Call it shit later if it is. Yeah, we'll just do that then. <laughs> I deem thee Lucifer. <laughs> um, hey, even they come back sometimes. No, they do. So, um, over to Watchmen. Damon Lindelof says, I wish that I had an idea for Watchmen Season 2, and I really wish that there is going to be a Watchmen Season 2. I just... We put it all on the field for season one. And every great idea we had, I was like, what if we just put that in season one versus, oh, let's stick it away for later. And so could there be a second season of Watchmen? I personally hope that there is, but I don't think it should exist just because people like the first season. Uh, those words should be inscribed somewhere. Absolutely. On stone with lasers. Thank you, Damon Lindelof. That's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, I know they... Uh, they didn't downgrade or upgrade or whatever. They changed it from season one to limited series officially on HBO's mm -hmm. listings, mm -hmm. uh, which is fantastic. I mean, yeah, if if and, and they both said the same, if something comes up, they're going to do it. But if it doesn't come up, that's what it, that's what you got. And it was that's great. Fine. That's absolutely acceptable. Absolutely fine. And I would say preferred in most cases because, you know, I mean, ain't nobody out there going like, you know what? Riverdale's gotten so much better since season one. <laughs> yeah. like so many so many shows are just like man that was a great first season and then as you watch it it's diminishing returns like just finish it man just yeah just tell make a it story happen. tell your thing i agree uh john hazelton on twitter asks us excluding batman what dc character would you most like to see made into a video game superman and flash easy peasy yeah oh yeah hardcore serious yeah superman flash open world Truly open world, or as close as you can get to it. I want Superman's powers. I want Flash's powers. I want to see those, like, in action. Let's do it. If you're doing Flash, I want to be able to go back in time. Like, I think if you... If, no, that should be, like, late in the game, with a, like a level unlock kind of thing. It should me. be a level unlock. But once it's unlocked, I think once you run a certain... you should It should be, an, uh, like, a, a system where you slowly get upgrades... In, in terms of how powerful you are. Yeah. And then once you can run a certain speed, you can literally, if you have enough distance or enough uh, enough flat surface or something, you should be able to go back in time and the city actually change and be as old as, you know, you could go back into the West or something. <laughs> and I, th I, mean, I think you could actually alter. I mean, that'd be fantastic, be but the programming would yeah. be just Oh, I know. I don't know how they would do it. Stupid. But, that um, many variables in a... Uh, that many variables in a freeform environment would just be right. Like you might as well at that point it. figure out automatic learning or AI. But what well, you know what would be cool 
is like if you could if they did a game where you could actually go back and alter the course of events from the beginning of the game and screw stuff up like let's say you save a bunch of citizens in part of the story mode at the be at the beginning of the game later in the game you get time travel ability and you go back and you do things differently you change something and then that never happened and the world ended so you're running around in a pose like you could actually have like it's sort of like fable you remember fable the game no, where you I, just I, I think what you're talking about is you need to have moments though like not mm -hmm. being able to freeform change the entire environment just have moments where it's a bit of a choose your own adventure kind of thing maybe so maybe a, a combination of things that that would be the the middle ground where you can still write an actual you can still write code that does a thing without having to have that code do every possible thing uh, that, but that's no, here's here's what you Nothing would do <laughs> compute that no you could you could i think here's the thing you do though you create the flash game and it's like free form, like all you can, you can go all over like open world, uh, central city. All right. You can run all over central city mm -hmm. as the game progresses. You unlock different DLCs that you can download, which are ostensibly the same city, but from different time periods, you can uh, unlock different time travel. Like you could just basically have different like add-ons for the game spend 15 20 bucks 30 bucks whatever for like different skins that have different stories involved and you still you have to do certain things to get back to your time you know what i mean like <laughs> and alternate realities <laughs> yeah, that, that might be doable i mean you would you know once you went back in time you would you, you show like the speed force and like a little load screen or something and then oh you're inside the new game right <laughs> i don't know but yeah superman and, and flash that's that's what i want yeah, I mean outright that that would be amazing. Um, I wouldn't mind Green Lantern, but yeah, because you could just tell fun. one story and make all the variations be in the uh, constructs, mm -hmm. but it would still be limited. Eh. Yeah, I mean there there isn't a character you could pick that wouldn't be a lot of fun for certain reasons. Yeah, Wonder Woman two as well. I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, it, you, you could make a you can make a fun game out of any of these people. They're just ripe with it. It's just a matter of getting the right people to produce it and follow through because. Honestly, in game production, sometimes you get halfway in and people just bail. Uh, funding yeah. goes away; it's over. I mean, honestly, if he if they had the staying power, uh, if they had like the let's say 10, 15 years down the line, we actually have uh, you know enough social awareness or you know public awareness of of the Hawks, dude. I would I would love to see some you know Hawk Man, Hawk Woman video game action, man. Like yeah. you could do you so much with those guys. Like ton of fun with that. I'm a little surprised we haven't seen anything with Aquaman. Just doing dog fights and fucking warhammering people in the face. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm with the success of Arrow. I'm surprised we haven't seen a, a, a green arrow game. Like you could basically use the mechanics of, of the Batman games and just have like street level, you know, action. You could play black canary or green arrow, run around, uh, star city, shooting your arrows, doing your canary cries, whatever, like, that feels like it was. It would be a very attainable. It's uh, yeah. It's attainable game. programming wise. Um, the the problem is the amount they want to invest in it. It's mm -hmm. best I can tell. It's getting a little bit harder to find people to really invest in a franchise. Yeah, but anyway. that's a problem for a different set of expertise. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I want a game where I'm Dark Side trying to conquer the Earth. Uh, that's called Plague Inc. <laughs> And I loved that game. I did too. And now I kind of <laughs> feel bad. Yeah, no. All right. Uh, 
Let's see. I mean, he literally has anti-life equation. It's basically a virus. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the game. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a lot of times as Darkseid, you have to find the anti-life equation. A lot of a lot of storylines involve him trying to figure out what the anti-life equation is. Yeah, which is more fun than when he actually uses it. Because when he actually uses it, it's uh, real dark real quick. Yeah, but if you, like have limited resources you're opening boom tubes you're sending out a certain amount of parademons you have to like build up your army of parademons you have to conquer other like like let's say they they throw in some other worlds and they do like a little bit of a um it's like when you're fighting earth it's more like uh you're like your standard rock city game but like otherwise you're gathering resources and stuff it's almost like command and conquer yeah, like yeah. oh let's it goes let's from a go. star trek game to like a arkham asylum yeah, a little bit. And well, you're you like, build so you have to build up your forces yeah. of parademons, you know, uh, convert different whole planets into parademons. Yeah. That could be really dope. That could be cool. That could be fun. <clears throat> um, all right. So Chris Baga from the World's Finest True Believers podcast, fantastic podcast, mm-hmm. says, With Justice League Dark Apocalypse War signaling the end of this iteration of the DC animated universe, what would you like to, uh, what would you like them to bring to the next iterate, iteration of the DCAU? Any characters that you would want them to give some more screen time to? Storylines? What do you think, Matt? Uh, Dark Knight's metal, hands down, for me. Metal? Yeah. Okay. I want two things. All right. I think this is the perfect time. I, I would love to see the metal stuff, but um, I think this is the perfect time. This is like big, big time 90s, early aughts nostalgia. I think they need to full force bring back the DC animated universe from Batman animated series through Justice League. I need, need to have uh, features for those, and I really want to see uh, adaptations of Dark Knight Strikes Again and Master Race, and of course the the Golden Child, the new one that's, that's currently coming out. And I would love to see a uh, an animated version of All Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder, hopefully with Frank Miller and uh, Jim Lee coming back to say like, by the way, this is what was supposed to happen if it had ended. <laughs> So let's just put that into the adaptation. But yeah, I, I want to see like a Frank Wouldn't Miller animated universe. just said, but I, I, I think I'll take everything that we just said and throw it into a pile of any of these, please. Yeah. <laughs> any just of those, please. Any of those, please, and thank you. <laughs> uh, Wobbly Boots 85 Nathan Blacksnow over on Twitter says, With the upcoming Green Lantern TV series, assuming it's a hit, how many seasons before we get into the color spectrum war? Uh, I think we get hints right up front. And maybe four or five, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'll roll with you on that. Yeah. He also asks, would you prefer a Legion of Superheroes or a Red Hood and the Outlaws miniseries? Red Hood and the Outlaws. Hmm. Yeah, me too. It, yep. I, I fought that battle for a second in my head, but I'm going to go with you on that too. Well, well the thing about I wouldn't Legion, mind either, but Legions if I had to of, pick. Yeah. The, the Legion of Superheroes opens up more of a full and lush DC universe for people, but Red Ho- Red Hood and the Outlaws, man. Uh, I just like that so much more than Red- the Legion of Superheroes. <laughs> they had their ups and downs. Yeah. Alright, what story would you, he also asks, what story would you tell to set up the, amal- uh, the Amalgam universe? Uh, and for those who don't know, the Amalgam universe is from the 90s, and it was a combination of the DC universe and the Marvel universe. It, they did DC versus Marvel, and then uh, those two universes got combined. And you got characters like Dark Claw, who was a combination of Batman and Wolverine. And yeah, Sabretooth and the Joker were combined to be his arch nemesis. And, uh, you know, you, I can't remember. Like, there was like Amazon 
the Amazon or something, and that was like Storm and Wonder Woman combined or whatever. And yeah, uh, crazy Spider Boy. People. Yeah, just crazy powerful characters. Uh, um, how would you actually get into that universe though? Uh, I see. I wouldn't tell any story to set that up. I would just be like, "Hey, here's a portal. Here's Marvel versus DC. They're all fighting, and oh no, a thing happened." And uh, yeah, just easiest, easy peasy, man. Just as as because you want to spend time, you don't want to spend time on the setup on the, a story like that necessarily. No, if you spend time on the setup, you're actually trying to tie it into the universe, and then you have to justify that going forward. So, it might not even be smart to tie it into the universe. It, it, it might be a thing you just want to do as a sidebar anyway. Yeah, like I think it would be. That, you I know, think it would right, be continuing smart to that do... story. I think you might just go with yeah, just pick like six characters and just do an origin story in one month of those six characters and and have the comics going forward. Mm-hmm. See, I think if I mean if we were doing this for like an animated thing or you know even a live action bit, yeah. if they did it live action, they should do DCU and MCU and actually do it make a se- several films together that way you have the setup for the characters and then you do you do marvel versus dc or dc versus marvel and then something happens where the universes are combined like a little mini crisis and then you you know have a series of movies really quick after that that's like here are these characters here are these characters here are these characters and then you you go back to normal it's undone <laughs> yeah They've made their billions and billions and billions of, of, of dollars. And you can set up the next things. Yeah, just do it as a sideboard. Hell, do it as part of uh, Flashpoint and just make it a sideboard that you make billions off of and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> there could be a Flashpoint 2 a few years later if you're not making enough money. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but this is actually a short episode for us. It's, it's been We've been recording for an hour and three minutes. And uh, I'm done. I don't have anything else. Still short for us. It is a short. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything less than two hours these days is short for us. Yeah, I know. The most dangerous when the least, the least amount of things are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have I have one quick call to action, and, and then I got to bounce. Sure. Uh, yeah, I say it's called action, but whatever. Um, so, low-key, I've been working on this for a few months, and uh, it's something I just thought would be fun to, to do with people. Uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, may eventually be something that we kind of broadcast in some capacity, but just something I thought would be fun. And, uh, you know, DC Universe just scooped me on it entirely. So, to to catch you up, this will be brief, but what I'm asking for is if you want to help, if you want to participate and and play along with me, just, just go ahead and let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, DC Universe is effectively doing the thing that I wanted to do, but just... They're airing it in a capacity that we don't have, and uh, they have <laughs> at least two celebrities that we don't have at our disposal. So, um, all right, long story short, there is an RPG, like D&D style role-playing game from the 80s called DC Heroes. That's what I've been studying for a while. What I'm asking is, if you know this game and want to help me understand how to play this game, because the 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 D, the, the, the game that's actually happening on DC Universe is actually giving themselves a little bit of leeway as far as yeah it's uh near 40 years old almost at this point and people aren't people aren't sure about the rules anymore so i've been trying to understand this game the best i can to be able to play it just because i wanted to be able to play it just because it sounds fun to go into a fantasy universe where you rpg with uh like playing batman or whatever you want to do and uh have some fun it's all i wanted to do is have Mm -hmm. some fun 
So uh, if anyone wants to help me actually do this or help uh, be kind of what I would call a, a practice player or something, please let me know. Um, it's uh, If you want to get a feel for what it even looks like, I would say go watch the DC Universe show that's called, uh, you know, fuck it, I can't remember right now. I've watched the episodes and they're they're fun, but <laughs> but they're keeping it low key up front. Like they're they're clearly building towards something, and it'll mm-hmm. it'll probably be more evocative as they go. But right now they're keeping it pretty low key, and the stakes aren't that high. And if people aren't tuning in, I I, I would suggest that's why is, is there's no major characters involved quite yet. So point B, if you want to help me out, either to understand how to manage this game or to just play along and fuck around with me, or to just uh, uh, fuck around and have some fun. I need you to let me know, because I'm, I'm gonna, it's something I'm going to try to set up that uh, I, I think it'll be enjoyable. It, like, even if we just play by our rules, fuck it. It'll still be fun. We'll go have an adventure in, in, in the DC Universe in general and, uh, you know, waste a few hours. It'll be a good time. Something yeah. we can set up over Skype, something we have some you know, some kind of input with in, uh, in certain ways, whatever. Let me know if you want to play. We're going to try to set it up. I'm going to try to set it up. I've been studying it for a while. I'm not at this point a novice, but I need some practice actually making this thing happen. So if you're interested, talk to me later. Yeah. Where can they uh, get in contact with you other than at DC on screen on Twitter? Uh, What's your Twitter? At DuckDuckGoss? DuckDuckGoss on Twitter. Uh, just get in touch with DC on screen in general, email whatever mm-hmm. uh yeah we're uh, whatever normal channels uh call the 2596331 if you want to and just leave me mm-hmm. a voicemail saying uh 2052596331 and just let me know that's there's right. a voicemail there that's uh related to it and we'll find a way to patch you in um yeah we'll figure it out Absolutely. just something that could be fun mm-hmm. that's all uh from two to four every saturday jason's in his front yard uh, receiving smoke signals mm-hmm. so yeah, absolutely. I have a series of homing pigeons that I have yet to release because I don't know where their home is and I don't know who will get it. <laughs> All right. I was just capturing pigeons for a while. It you was, were doing that anyway. It was not. It, it was weird. I mean, I got excited about an idea. Didn't have a lot of follow through. Let's face it. That's what happens. <laughs> we are DC on screen. You can find every Some episode pigeons- for free. Would probably fly like three blocks away and be like, well, good to go. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, all right. We'll let that coyote know that dot, dot, dot. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't have cut you off. I've got a, uh, I can hear a baby crying in the background. I got to go. Disagree. Yay, <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> DC on screen.com for every episode for free. Um, whenever I feel like putting it up, apparently. And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, subscribe. Head over to patreon.com slash DC on screen if you want even more from us. And uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv.